Okay, I think we're live now, but I'm going to give it a couple of seconds. This is, uh, shoot, uh, this is Beat People episode 51, KnobCon edition. Corey's not here yet, uh, but he's going to be, supposedly. But he's at KnobCon, or at least on his way there right now. Uh, I do know for a fact that KnobCon has terrible Wi-Fi and internet reception inside of the hall. So I'm going to try to get a hold of him and tell him to walk his ass out here uh, so, so we could see what's up. Let me, uh, I wanted to go live so that we went live one time, but uh, let me, um, let me see what we got going on here. Yo, have you seen any, any coverage of KnobCon yet? Cause it's, it's early. Like it just opened yeah. up. So a lot of people aren't even uh, doing that yet. Yeah. I just seen a couple of things that's on my IG feed, you know, like a couple of companies I follow acid rain, um, who else was in there? I well, we, we knew what Acid Rain was bringing because they came yeah. on the show. So those of you who haven't watched last episode, definitely go check that out. Because, uh, dude, that chainsaw is like... Yo, the chainsaw was super dope. Like, I, I previewed it at um, Superbooth. It was dope. Actually, they had, they had the whole lineup of modules. But I'm guessing they, you know, had to finish some testing and things like that. But it was yeah. definitely dope. Let me uh let me turn my my stuff down. I just want to make sure I'm not getting any feedback because I got I got a new device I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about. Let me see if I can find a box. I, I got the box here somewhere. Um, somewhere who knows? <laughs> uh, so I got I got a you know you know the cloud lifter. So for dynamic mics, um, it's good to have that extra gain boost. And the cloud lifter has been like an industry standard for forever. You know, yeah. um. But the cloud lifter, in my opinion, it's slightly overpriced. Um, it, I mean, it does what it does, and it does it great. Uh, but it's a bit, it's a bit pricey for what it is. All it is so is just clean gain. What is it doing? All it is is it's taking your forty-eight volt phantom power and creating like a little clean mic pre mm-hmm. that goes before your actual pre, right? Okay. So you're sending forty-eight volts into it to power this thing, and it it's it's like a pre preamplifier, okay. right? So it'll give you like you know uh, twenty-five dB or whatever of extra gain, which is great for dynamic microphones because they tend to not they tend to need a lot of gain to, right. to get the kind of clarity that a condenser can. But of course, with a dynamic, you usually get much tighter polar patterns and whatnot. So it's, yeah. it's good for rejection. Like for instance, the room that I'm in now is my temporary space. So it's not, the walls aren't treated or anything in here. So when I'm recording, plus like my ceiling is not even done in here. So when the kids are stomping around up there, if I had my condenser up, you'd hear everything from my kids, you know, you'd hear my whole house. Right. Um, but with a dynamic, it's a little bit nicer than that. That's why I always had this little Elvis mic looking joint going on instead of uh one of my condenser mics well i found this company actually uh d steel of msx audio uh he actually put me onto it they're called um simply sound company the simply sound company and the product is called the ss1 i'll see if i can show it to you a little bit here see if i can see it without me so it's just this little box right here right right so it goes in between two xlr cables and um so it goes, you know, XLR cable uh, from your microphone into it and then from it to your pre, uh, just like a, um, you know, a cloud lifter, except instead of like a cloud lifter being, I think they're priced around a hundred dollars or so. And I think the duels like one ninety nine. this thing's only 60 bucks um, and sounds great. 
Like I, I've sure. I've been kind of testing it in different ways to see what kind of color it gets. There's a couple of similar products out there. There's the um the Fet head and somebody else makes something similar as well. And from what I understand, like the other ones tend to have just a little bit more color to them. This one seems to be really, really clean. So I've been pretty happy with it. You probably do hear some noise in my signal right now, but that's not from the mic. That's from my modular. Right. Um, I can actually turn that down. So that's, that's the distortion on my drums. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that. That's the, the simply sound SS one, which it, just came into stock. Uh, like I, I threw my email in there so that I'd be notified when they came in and, uh, they came in stock and I was like, yo, let me get that joint. So, um, where is Corey at right now? Let's see if we can find him real quick. Um, yeah, man, that's actually pretty dope. I might have to get one of those. Um, I'm going to get my, my streaming set up a little bit better. So I'm looking, um, for a mic, a desk, a desk mic. I was wondering if I should get one of those USBs just to keep it simple, but um, and I don't have to run it through my whole setup, you know, and it'll okay. just. All right. Well, we're on the air now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm interrupting. I'm interrupting Ali right now because I'm talking to you. So it's all good. All right. I'll see you in a bit. Peace. All right, that was that that was Corey say he says he's logging in now. I just wanted okay. to check for the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about the whole like uh the music and the video thing, which you do a lot of cool video stuff, man. Um the uh the video stuff that you're doing, I mean, you do everything from like like CGI stuff and yeah, you know, everything else. So, I, I haven't been doing a lot of that lately because I've just been so stuck into like making stuff on my modular, but um my and plus you know i'm i'm working on this module also so it's like i want to i want to bring everything together at the end i, I want to make a track and then make a cgi video for that track and then you know just release it something like that but hey on the new uh gear stuff uh my latest pickup was that u scales um it's been pretty dope i was missing a quantizer um i was looking at the harmonic but it's like super huge man i i need it's it's a fight for HP in my rig right now. I mean, I can throw my other um, my travel case up and start putting it in there. Um, I'm gonna you know start throwing things in there, but you know my birthday's on Tuesday, so you know I'm I got a lot of gas right now. I'm thinking about the Zoya, thinking about oh, yeah yeah yeah, Zoya, and a uh, Mordax Data. Like I'm tired of not being able to see like exactly what's going on, like what kind of modulation. I use I, I, so you can see I got mine right yeah. here. Yeah, you know I use mine constantly, um, and I also, I mean, I have a great Siglent scope as well. Um, the the Siglent scope is is really really nice for me getting precise stuff and kind of um, locking things in, especially for tracking. Uh, if if I'm trying to check for sequencing and whatnot to see if like i do a lot of testing so like sometimes yeah. on new gear you'll see things like um pitching gate will be out of time and that sort of thing um so it's good for that stuff but honestly the uh the data is you know just as good it's just a smaller screen you know yeah, it, it yeah. works it works got, amazingly i have a huge you know i got a i got a okay scope that i use for like my electronics testing and stuff and i was you know I'm, i built a cable to run it to the euro rack and you know stuff like that but it's just too bulky and 
I felt like if I had the data, it would just be so much easier for me to see what's going on quickly. You know what I mean? So I think those are my next two buys, but I definitely need some oscillators, man. I need some oscillators bad. I'm uh I'm letting people know that I, I hijacked Corey's account for this stream. <laughs> so when you see uh B Boy Tech typing in the chat, it's actually me. It's 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 Flux stealing his stealing his identity. I'm I'm culturally appropriating real hard right now. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um I would say uh so far, I haven't I haven't actually seen a ton from from Nobcon yet. I've been trying to kind of follow things and see what's up, uh, but I haven't seen a ton. I saw the modal, uh, the Argon Eight, which mm. in my opinion looks pretty dope. Uh, I I dig the the kind of form factor, the small form factor of it. Um, a lot of people were talking about how like it compares to the Hydra, which I should probably talk a little bit about. Um, mm -hmm because I don't think we've done any shows where I've been allowed to talk about it yet. Um, but I'll, I'll get into that because that's like a much deeper topic and whatnot. But the, the, um, the Argonate looks dope to me. I think the prices is, is sounding pretty nice for it. Doesn't sound like it's, it's overly pricey and it's not, it doesn't look crazy deep, but it looks really hands-on, which I'm, which I'm into, you know what I mean? Like for me, I'm all about like the more hands-on stuff, the better. I love wavetable oscillators. Like my, my Eurorack, I probably have more wavetable oscillators than analog oscillators in my mm -hmm. setup. Um, just cause I love the flexibility of, you know, and, and tonal, uh, tonal changes and whatnot. So, um, for me, like wavetable oscillators are, a little bit more pleasurable than analog oscillators in my opinion. Um, even like when you talk about like um, going up into the really high ranges and getting aliasing and all that stuff, I find that stuff interesting. You know what I mean? Right. Like those character flaws are, are fun to filter. Yeah. It's like, what gives it the character, the flaw. Yeah, I love, I love sending that kind of stuff through like, you know, a couple of different interesting filters, like bandpass filters, love that aliasing stuff. Oh, hold on. Corey's in here. Boom. What's up, dude? Yo, he's mad choppy. You're super choppy. Oh, what's going on, man? That's Steve Baker of uh, Ethereal Sun. Ethereal Sun is known for that case right there. That's Ethereal Sun's handiwork, completely covered in cables and a hot mess right now. But the... uh. That that flux with it logo engraved in there, and I I got the up top. I've got the Ethereal Sun logo in there as well. I absolutely love his cases. So, what's going on, Steve? Thanks, man. Hey, it looks like the studio's going going well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's still it's still just uh wooden beams at this point. Um. But yeah, man. Uh, so, so Steve is at Nobcon, and this is your first year being there in a in a leisure capacity. Oh, it is great, man! It's like hanging with Corey, learning a bunch of stuff, and because when you're man at a table, you get like ten minutes, and then people are like, "Wait, I got a question!" You got to run back, and so oh, it's been super chill and relaxed. It's. Uh, I got to see if I can turn you guys up a little bit. Give me uh, a, yeah. give me one second. Yeah. Uh, let me see if there's a way that I can turn you up. I don't know if there is. Corey, do you know if there's a way to turn it up in here? Uh, there's a mixer in there somewhere. Well, hold on. Okay. That, that don't work. Let me see. Yeah, I think there's a mixer in there somewhere, but I can't remember where exactly it is. 
Do we just need to speak up or get a little closer? Uh, all of the above, I think. Hold on. I'm going to um, have to hold this. So. You feel like these intimate moments brought to you yeah. by Napcon. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I don't see any mixer in here at all. So we'll, we'll have to. I think I was actually asking the StreamYard people about that the other day. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stress it. You guys just need to speak up, and then when people walk past and look at you like you're crazy, just be like, "I'm kind of a big deal." <laughs> oh, Corey's definitely man. He's like celebrity here. Everybody's like, "I'm Corey. How you doing, man?" Like, Steve, they're like, "Who's that guy?" But it's, it's <laughs> no, I gotta tell you though, it's like. Uh, this is the first year where it's like it's not total dude fest. I mean, there's definitely a lot more estrogen here. More women. Here. You know, I noticed that from the first couple of pictures that I saw, I noticed immediately like a much larger female presence. So that's yeah. great because I remember yeah, the first cool. year that I went there, it was like, I mean, dude. it was maybe 20 to 1, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, because I can re I can remember like we used to uh, walk around. And it was just like all guys everywhere, and you know, which is hey, listen, I'm not knocking guys. Okay, I don't want the guys to get offended. I'm not knocking you, but I like ladies too. They 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 can ha come and play with the modulars too. Yeah, it's good, uh, it's good diversity. Yeah, it's it's increasing. It's good. You you guys are giving me basement envy. I'm gonna need to get a basement. Just you know, get a basement. This is what guys from California say to just try to like tick us off. So I can't hear uh, Ali anymore. Yeah, Ali, did you mute yourself? Yeah, my bad. I had kids upstairs. Now I was saying, I was saying the guy who lives in California who could just walk outside to a beautiful scenery with his rig and talk about. <laughs> I'm down here in the dungeon. That's right. I'm about to take a, a a piece out of Ken's book and start uh, getting things together. I just had a couple like flooding things down here, so I was kind of scared to build it up. But yeah, man, what's what's going on out there? You seeing anything new? Um, well, you know, it's mostly just kind of putting hands on stuff that uh, we've kind of heard about over the last few days. Um, yo, that. Roland 707 is amazingly light. It feels like a controller. I'm surprised mm -hmm. that it's a standalone joint. Um, like, it makes me think, like, machine couldn't do this? <laughs> you know Native Instruments couldn't have done this with machine? It, right. it, 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 you know, it seems feasible. Um, but one thing, it, I'm interested to check it out, man, just because uh, I know a couple of people that were kind of involved with dealing with it that are respected beat makers um but it is a really light joint and i'm noticing that uh on the other side of things uh the synth that's killing it is of course hydrocent right. everybody wants a piece of the hydrocent that wants to check out the hydrocent so that's pretty dope yeah man um i'm trying not to like talk too much about hydrocent just because i'm i'm clearly biased you know uh yeah, I'll just I'll touch on just a couple of small aspects of it so we can get it out of the way. Um, fortunately, um, really, you and I were both involved in it very early. Uh, Corey and I were both involved very early. Um, Glenn, uh, Glenn Darcy, the, the main architect behind it, is a good friend of both of ours. And uh, he's a really stand up guy and he's a legend in the industry. Um, so he was very nice in 
um, getting feedback. He, one of the things that makes him a legend is that he actually listens to the people that he's trying to market to and that he's trying to sell to and people that he trusts, you know? So I'm talking from day one, really, when he got hold of this and was like, look, uh, he was showing us knobs and design yeah. layouts and like this is what i'm thinking this is where i'm going and core and i were both like that sounds great you know we looked at we looked at it on paper and we we're like that sounds great then we saw a couple of mock-ups and we we're like no <laughs> 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 change this this is it and he did like it which people with a, a larger ego wouldn't have done that you know what i mean people with a yeah. with a big ego in, in the industry would have been like no this is what i wanted to do this is going to work whether they like it or not. You know, this is what it is. But to his credit, he had a really like the the original original design philosophy was was really interesting, and we all really liked it. But there were aspects of it that just kind of didn't didn't quite fit what we felt would work. And um and he agreed, and and they changed it up and tried a couple of things, and the end result I think is stunning. Like, really, yeah, it is. Uh, it's yeah. a, such a handsome scent. You know? Yeah, it looks it dope. Really it looks really it dope. It really looks good. And um, it's built like a tank. And that's one of the things. I mean, you know, that people tend to say that. It's built like a tank. Everything's built like a tank. But this really is built, well built. It's good craftsmanship. And you feel like you're getting something substantial. It's like a real instrument. It's not like, so you know, and, and Conversely, how I'm saying, like I picked up the 707, and although I'm very curious about it, I was very surprised at how light it was. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a total different sort of thing. But when you go over and you deal with the uh, Hydra sense, it's when you're knocking on metal, and it's like you know, clink, clink, clink. It's like metal and, and sturdy, yeah. and the knobs are uh, like they're rubberized around, so they're firm, and it's just a very nice build quality. Yeah, it, it, to me, it feels like a product from like 40 years ago before planned obsolescence, you know? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's like, this is going to last. It's going to look beautiful yeah. in your studio. Right. You take it. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really well done, man. Really, really well done. And um, I'm happy to see that there's a, um, a lot of great fanfare around it. Um, so if you go around the room, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There ain't, there's, there's people, at, at, okay, there's people all over the place. Mm -hmm. Some booths are busier than others. Yamaha, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like there's much of anybody over there. But then again, they didn't have any new releases, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think they had any new releases. I don't think so. Uh, Roland did, and a couple other places did. But, um, but yeah, it's a good show, man. It's a good show overall. Hey, that's what's up, man. I'm, I'm kind of bummed I didn't make it out, but, you know. Hey, this next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to make it out next time, man. Um, Where's Aaron? He not out there with you? Huh? I said Aaron's not out there with you? Yeah, he's out here. He was going to okay. join the, the, the podcast, but he also has a booth. So uh, yeah. he's sharing a booth with North Coast Modular and uh, I think SoCal Synth Society. Okay, so, those are the homies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They told me to tell you what's up too. By the way, Ooh. they were like, "Hey, where's Ali? He didn't come." Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It would have been dope to have you do that live set uh, at Six Hundred Six Records, man. That was a real good turnout. Yeah, dang, man. Next year, though, we I'll be there yeah. next year, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely kind of do something else uh, next year. So, um, 
the way it was, it was a lot of uh, dope beat makers and lo-fi cats, and they all had uh, SP404s. One dude had like a DJ, a small DJ controller and uh, something else. But then he had this, this uh, it wasn't an iPad, it was a tablet. He had a tablet that he had Windows on, but it was like some non-known brand tablet like that he probably got from Alibaba or something. Mm. And he threw Windows on it. And it was such a compact setup. I kept looking over like, what the hell is he using? And It wasn't like a Surface Pro or something like that? It wasn't even a Surface Pro. It was like a very small, it looked more like an iPad mini, but you know it was an iPad. And it had some brand name on it, but there was no, this brand name had no recognition. Right. (laughs) So... Yeah, man, it, it was it was uh, it was pretty dope, and, and he killed the set. He had his DJ controller and another like pad controller and that thing, and he threw it all in his bag and he, he got busy. And um, and I went on last, and and it was it's always good to hear the set you've been working on at home to hear it out in public on a yeah. bigger system. So um, yeah, it, it went really well. Aaron put it's it dope. together nice. Yep. Gotta have you here next year. So, um, so you you ran your you ran a live show there too, right? Yep. yep. So, what'd you have? Did you bring your normal setup, or what? Like, did you change some stuff up this time? Yeah, I changed some stuff up pretty drastically because you know I got my wood beat people case with the the six U one hundred and four. Right. What I did instead is I used the uh, the Intelligel Palette sixty two. Okay. And I have Octone in there, uh, Platts. Uh, do I have a filter? I must have a. Oh, of course I have a filter. I have the stereo dipole in it. Right. Um, and then I have uh, warps, mutable instruments, warps, two HP delay, and um, anti-module mixor. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, with that small setup, I was able to kind of do the same kind of show that I typically would do, where I kind of intro it with some um, ambient stuff. And then uh, uh, going to it, I sent Ken a link to it so he could check it. I'll send you a link. All right, cool. Um, it's, just, it's the audio because I do a rehearsal every time I get ready to do a set. Then I do a rehearsal. Uh, so yeah, it turned out pretty well, man. Um, so what I had is the, the 62, the palette 62, the output of that going into the force. But then I had the force there. Then I had the output of the force going into the SP404. And Word. it was a nice compact rig and, and I got busy with it. Yeah. Div, really I was about to ask the same thing as Div asked. Like, how's the Palette 62 case? Like, do you find it's enough space to, like, do what you need to do? Yeah, I think so. I think what it does is it forces you to think a little more out the box uh, about what you're trying to do and how you're going to do it. Right. Like, for instance, I think the Palette 62 is really perfect for, like, say if I had, uh, you know, just one, like, I haven't tried it yet, but I think it'll fit. If I put, uh, and I like the way these two sound together, the Rossum, uh, uh, what's the, this complex oscillator? Mm-hmm. The panharmonium? Yeah, not the harmonium. No, not the panharmonium. Oh, I, dang, I got it on the tip of my tongue too. Yeah, so that one, that complex oscillator by Rossum, and the stereo dipole, because that complex oscillator by Rossum has three voices out yeah. that can all modulate. The Trident. The Trident. Trident. Yeah. yeah. So it, throwing that with the stereo dipole and just the output module in the uh, Palette 62, I think it'll work. And I, um, 
that's going to be one of the things that I do. So for something like that, you could have like a really dope voice and filter. All right. You could just use with a sequencer and it's beautiful. And then on top of that, because it got that one you roll. That's, that's what I was about to ask you. What right? one you, do you have in here? So I got a couple of uh, one you uh, Intelligel joints that I'm going to get. But I'm, I can't decide between Steppy by Intelligel and uh, ONC because they have a, a Intelligel compatible one U mm-hmm. ornaments and crime. And I think that would be really dope to throw in there. Yeah, I was just saying before you hopped on, I just picked up that scales, man. I was missing a quantizer. It's it's really dope. I've been making some cool stuff with it. I posted something on IG today. Actually, I got it right here. I could play it in a little bit. But yeah, I was saying that any live set that you're doing, I mean, it you're not gonna bring you know a massive case like this. You're probably gonna have Steve from Ethereal Sun build you a smaller case specifically for live performance. So yeah. <laughs> so. You There's guys, always going to be some really hard choices to be made for a live yeah, performance, really, really and you kind of have to decide, okay, well, how much of it do I want to be like, do I want to cram as much functionality into single modules as I can, or do I want to like try to offset it with like modules that are very quick for performance-oriented controls that maybe don't have everything crammed into them at once? So you have to kind of strike a nice balance there, you know? Right, right. And that, that's kind of what I tried to do. So since... I always put a lot of time into working my um, my set. Like I build a project and build a set into a project in the force. So literally, I'm using my studio case uh, to you know create melodies and you know whatever the atmospheres and, and different stuff. And I'll sample that or record so many so long you know so many bars onto an audio track or clip into the force. So I'm really building the core of my my performance with that. But then I play just a little bit of uh, live uh, uh, modular sense stuff over the top. So what it allows me to do is to still have as many textures and uh, as much variance as I want because I'm sampling and recording parts of my live set in the studio. And so it's already in the box. And then so I was able to, to feel comfortable with saying like, okay, cool. I got this small 62 HP setup. And it's gonna allow me to, to, you know, at least have some variance and sort of fade between the two. Right. Because you know how I like to do. I like to start off with like almost like an ambient piece, and then go into you know the compositions that I did and kind of keep some of the ambient stuff going over the top and be able to fade it back and forth and trick it out, yeah. you know, juggle it a little bit. See, like when I go to my when I go to my travel case, like it knocks me down a lot. So I get that same type of mindset. Like, all right, what am I gonna put in here so I can get the most out of it? But right. yo, know, sixty two HP is pretty small. Oh, it's brutal, it's brutal, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty small. Sixty two HP, it is brutal. But I was able to make it work, and I kind of like the way the setup looks. But here's the other thing, though. I was talking to uh, what is it? Um, Remember the name of that case company? Remember, I kept saying we gotta go see that case company, and we met them yesterday while they were setting up. Analog case or the, the old, um, the travel ones? Yeah, the travel ones, but it's not analog cases, is it? No. Oh, it's black hole cases. Yeah, I was gonna say black hole. So I stopped by black hole cases, and they have their 60 HP cases. Um, they had 50 HP cases that didn't have power. Now they have 60 HP two row, so it's six U 60 HP, mm. and it is a perfect size. And I can still throw it right above the force, and 
it has its own carrying case. So I think I'm going to try that too because I'll be able to kind of take a little more, a uh, few more modules with me and have a little more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and also have a, I could take a more powerful uh, sequencer in the rack too at that point. You know what I mean? Because right. I like the idea of with my 6U104 case, I have the Fluxus one there and the Mutant Brain. And I like that integration better because the Fluxus one could be doing a lot more uh, in the rack. Yes. Yeah. Up to the force rather than the Octone, I can send it clock, but it really doesn't have the flexibility. It's a much simpler sequence. Right, you know right. Mean? So, but yeah, it still worked out pretty well though, man. Yeah, that's kind of how I go about uh, the ER101 with my MPC. Like, I'll. Send, I'll let the ER101 do some work in the rig on one composition, and then, you know, the MPC is doing the heavy lifting on the next one, and, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, so I can just mix it up and change stuff in and out. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, um, man, I got to tell you, that SP404 is really working out with this rig, too, because it helps me quite a bit with dope transitions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can you could do like beat stutters to transition, even though the force can do that and the NPC live can do that too. But this one does it's a little different because you get pitch control with the stuttering and you know the looper effect. Right. So then you kind of get that it, it makes it a little more dramatic. You can kind of go between and then I like combining the force delay from XYFX along with the SP404 delay. To kind of make a big swell mm -hmm. and then drop it down into into like one of the beats and so it helps me do really dope transitions so i like that little combo that i got going on so i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep exploring that so i'm gonna um get back to a little bit of the knob con stuff so yeah, um so you were walking around the 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 floors um i think there's what two floors there this year or is it three? Oh, uh, i think it's did you see? I only saw one marketplace. Is there more? Yeah, because they, they were going with two because there was overflow. But then uh, they were saying they were saying that um, um, they didn't think it was fair for to kind of have everybody off because like two years ago we were like way in the front and then it was mm -hmm. it was like thirty yards or like maybe like seventy five almost hundred yards to walk. Yeah, between. it's a total so different they, area. So they just, <laughs> I think somebody pulled out or a few that pulled out. So everybody's in one room, which is much better. So they got the bigger, bigger boost around the edge and then more in the middle. Um, so it's, uh, no, it's really good. It's good. Everybody's there. And then downstairs where they're doing the DIY stuff, the builds, uh, there's kind of a jam room where they're going to perform tonight. They'll yeah. do that kind of stuff. It's cool. So yeah, it's nice. It's, it's all kind of compact together. In fact, uh, even uh, suit and tie guy took his rig and gave up his, uh, you know his booth and he's kind of out in the hall so it's kind of cool nice so so if everything is all kind of in the same area um and, and people are walking around what are you seeing people gravitating towards this year hmm. i've seen a good amount of people over at synth synthesis technology mm -hmm. yeah and oh he's got he's got the new hyperion uh breadboard out right yeah, yeah, we saw that last night. So that's nice. that's like a it's like a DSP effects processor that can also do models of some of his older modules as well. Yep. So he has the stereo sampling delay. I'm excited about yeah. hearing that. Yeah, he mentioned there's two modules that it'll actually replace or is an alternative to that and a lot of flexibility. So he has this demonstration board which is mm -hmm. spread out a little wider so he can probe on stuff and yeah. 
It's kind of cool. It's so. it's it's probably like twice as big as the module. Yeah. The demonstration board. That he yeah, had. he was he was saying that this is just a development board right now. But right. my my interest in more is what is it doing and what is it for. So it's basically the way he described it, quite simply, is like his own version of like a H nine and you're all right format. I'm gonna right, um. So. Oh really? Yeah, so he has a lot of different models of effects. Like uh, he has a shimmer reverb. Uh, he's talking about putting a looper in there. Uh, he has uh, a couple of delays and yeah, he said it would go like I don't know how many twelve minutes or something. Yeah, he has so some much crazy stuff like some twelve minute reverb or delay. Yeah, delay. <laughs> he has the capability to do it now. Whether or not he programs it to do that in the end, you know. It depends on what's what. So yeah, that, that's this is the breadboard right here for the Hyperion. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it, it's so basically, you know, just so people can understand this this development board that you're seeing here, uh, all the chips that are above the screen uh, right over here, these are actually going to be all underneath of this screen. Okay, so a, a lot of the a lot of the things that you're seeing on the top and bottom down here are actually going to be hidden and like he does like dual triple and quadruple layer boards and that kind of thing so all that stuff will actually be way more compact but this is how he does his development to make sure everything's working right um, right but yeah it, it, this is something that i'm very 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 interested in and i believe he is doing a kickstarter for it yeah yep, he is yeah and some of the stuff ken that he was asking he's doing some research kind of like you were talking earlier about with glenn um he said one of the things in the past, he didn't have enough attenuators for different parameters. So he has a whole set of extra set of layers and he's trying to find out is someone going to take advantage of that or use that? Or can I save some real estate? Because I think he's talking like 48 uh, HP. Yeah, 48 HP. Or 50 and and he may want to even cut it down a little bit. So he has yeah. these attenuators for dry and wet. Yeah. Uh, because I guess there was a module that he had before that didn't have dry and wet knobs or attenuators on them. And, you know, he was like, but you could just use your VCA. But people were giving him crap about it. So he has like dry and wet knobs on, on these. And he says, if it's not that important for people, I can just, you know what I'm saying? Who's going to be modulating with that stuff? We can 86 those knobs and make it a little, you know, drop a couple HP off of it. Not drastically, but maybe from 48 to 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. 48 yeah. to 42 or something like that. Yeah, and everything's in like one page or two pages. I don't think he has two pages deep on this. Yeah, it's I think all, it's just one page. Yeah. And but then you can scroll through the algorithms, you know what I yeah. mean? So you can use the data wheel and go up to the top and scroll through the algorithms, you know, uh, shimmer, reverb, delay, resampling, delay, and all of that. Yeah. And then you get all of your buttons there. He has like four uh, buttons right beneath the screen where you can uh, select whatever parameter that you can control with uh, the data will, or you could change the parameter because some of them will have different ones. So like you'll go to a resampling delay or some other delay that he has on there, and he may have a tape delay or something delay and a something else delay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so, DVD yeah. delay. Uh, Got to get that Belbiv DeVoe delay in there. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, Did he have a reverb? Yeah, he had a reverb in there. It's a shimmer reverb. Okay. Yeah, he said he was still staying away from like the classic reverb. Like he says, they're not going to get that even tied kind of uh, 
sound because but he said you know because that guy's been doing that algorithm for 20 years or 10 mm -hmm. years he goes you know this has been a few weeks but it sounded it sounded you know yeah it's like yeah. it's more good yeah i'll be interested to see how many different effects he decides to put into that thing and and you know what what the flexibility of that module ends up being i will say that i i was looking at some of the pictures early on from his facebook page and um he was uh he was showing things like his deflector shield and i think a few other modules in there and they were only using like 15 percent of the cpu so yeah, he, showed, right. yeah, he, showed that. he said that eight percent of it is the scanning of all the buttons and so a lot of them were like that the biggest one was uh it was 35 yeah, I think it was oh, the looper. No, the, no, the looper. It was a looper. shimmer. Shimmer was like 35%, but the rest was like 13, 15. And seven. Is, One of yeah, them was yeah. even like 7%. So that makes me wonder whether or not he's going to allow effect chaining or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Are you going to be able to chain the effects at that point? I asked that. I asked if you could chain. He goes, no, but you can do separate uh, effects on left and right and control yeah. them independently. Okay. Yeah, so then you can, you'll basically end up having this uh, multi-effects unit that you could uh, use multi-timberly almost, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, use left for one effect and right, right. for the other, and run two different oscillators yeah. or whatever that goes into it. Two mono so, signals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, what he did say, we were talking about uh, modules like this thing that tend to have a ton of algorithms in them and how most people don't even bother using them. So he said he didn't want to go too deep into having millions of, or hundreds or even dozens of algorithms. Um, but at the same time, he's got a lot of power in this thing. I feel and like I his design aesthetic... He's going to add more, add more, add more. For, for more or less the, the majority of his modules, his design aesthetic has always been like, do like a couple of things really well. And then and and don't go overboard like that. Like if like even his more complex stuff, like the E three fifty two, is more of the E three fifty, and you know it does more. It can do some FM and that kind of stuff. But he tends to stay like more of the principle of modular, which is like let the module do something specific and then go from there. You know, which which I'm yeah. fine with because when you do start like. I had multiple distings and I got rid of all of them because I hated changing algorithms in those things. You yeah, know? it's annoying. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like, it's like reading Braille when you don't understand Braille. Like, I mean... I, I mean, for me, it's just annoying to have to... I have to pull out PDFs every time I want to use Right, I have to go to this website on my phone to tell me which algorithm is where and yeah. grow to it. I mean, it, I mean... I, I barely use my disting because of that. This thing is cool. Like, it it's is, a great it module, is. but I keep begging Oz. I'm like, dude, just make it twice as wide and give it a screen with a little bit more info on it. And, <laughs> a, and a few more, more knobs. That's all it'll take, just a little more info. And, and like, so I like the way uh, um, Paul Shriver's uh, effects module is going to be because it's just, it's like selecting a preset on a set. You know what I'm saying? If you got the screen, you go up to that thing, you hit the data knob, and just scroll through the presets. Mm -hmm. And boom. If this thing operated like that, I think it would be a lot more popular. Yep. Even, and I don't think people would mind if it was twice the size. If you had a screen where you knew exactly what you were selecting and not having to do all kinds of hexadecimal and weird <laughs> combination things. You know what I'm yep. Saying? Yep. Yeah, man. So, so. Aside from synth tech, anything else? I saw that um, Warmstar Audio has their new stuff, uh, which 
Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to check out. I love the new panel styles. I actually spoke. Uh, I spoke to him uh, a couple weeks back when he was trying to decide on the on the panel layout. And um, the black, gold, and white I think looks really nice on those things. So he's got he's got a new module called what is it like orbits or something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna have to stop by there because um, I got in a little later than I expected to. Uh, hanging out at a couple homeboy studios went way too. I can't even say late. It went <laughs> early in the morning. I mean, I was if people were commuting to work on Saturday morning, I was with them coming back from, <laughs> from the thing. So I got here a little later than expected. Uh, so right. I haven't seen everything. Uh, but, you know, it was good to see uh, the Acid Rain Cats. They're over there with their new, uh, what's it called? The so they got Chainsaw. The yeah, the Chainsaw. They got the Chainsaw over there that's playing. It sounds good. And then they have their drum voice that is probably going to be doing some demos tomorrow. And it looks good. It's a little bigger. It's like 10 HP rather than typical uh, the typical 8 or whatever it is, the typical 4. Uh, this is the warm star uh orbit that i was talking about oh nice it does look nice yeah i'm just I, i'm showing this stuff because i'm a fan of uh basically everything they've been doing i use the benz module a ton and this this new um aesthetic that he's doing uh I, i'm hype about so i'm i'm actually gonna see if i can't uh finagle a way to get uh i want that panel and knobs for my um for my benz because it, it looks really, really sharp, and but I honestly I haven't seen what the orbit does yet, so I'm I'm really interested. He tends to do some really great. Somebody and do a video and get some video of him demoing it. Yeah, because he tends to do some really great, um, like combinations of different utilities and whatnot. Uh, I know he's got a really cool filter called the Mountain as well. Uh, so I, I'm I'm interested in checking all that stuff out. Uh, um, you know what? Uh, getting back to rolling because I know we had talked about the MC one on one and the seven oh seven. So when I went over to the rolling booth, um, I was kind of telling somebody because they were setting up, and I was kind of telling somebody like, "Yeah, the one on one can play samples, but it doesn't sample." Because I remember we were talking about that, and he was like, "Oh, but it does." And I'm like, "Well, it doesn't have inputs on it." He's like, "Well, you can sample through the USB, so you could do audio over USB from your computer." and sample that way so you can't do the traditional audio input but if you're kind of doing like you know think about a lot of the beat makers that are doing youtube digging <laughs> you know what i mean a digital sampling mm -hmm. so they can do that on 101 uh so it basically is just like half of everything from the uh mc 707 eight tracks is four tracks polyphony you know four versus eight um and then you know you don't have the inputs but you could do it over audio the sampling and all of that and it comes with like half of the it comes with the same synth engine but probably not all the presets and you know stuff that's in there mm -hmm. uh, but it's pretty nice though I, you know i keep saying it i feel like i'm more interested in the 101 than the 7 Corey, you just got real quiet did something cover up your mic uh I don't there know. you go you moved your hand or something oh yeah Stumble over that or something is that the mic up there? Maybe it is. Must be. Okay. Uh, so I'll keep my hand on the side. So yeah, um, the 101, I'm very interested in the 101 and the 707 too, but I like the idea of the 101 being even more compact. And, you know, Lil Bad Snacks was getting busy on that joint in the <laughs> promo video. 
Little bad snacks, huh? Yeah, little bad snacks. Her name is so gangster. <laughs> right, but yeah. so not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm so not. <laughs> little bad snacks. That joke. Old dirty bastards crew. So think twice about. So the Rollins, the Rollins are out there. Have you gotten a chance to check out the Jupiter XM and the Jupiter X? I have not. They didn't even have the XM out. I don't think they really about the the Phantom. I think they have the Phantom on mm-hmm. the table, but not the. I didn't see the XM, so I'll have to walk through again. Did you get a chance to touch the Phantom at all? Yeah. Did you get a chance to navigate the screen and see how responsive it is? Not yet, because they were setting it up when I was... I would do that for me, because I've heard conflicting reports about the screen. So I'm I'm curious, from my perspective, I'm just curious, man... Um, Cause I, I'm I'm very interested in it. I don't necessarily want to spend thirty five hundred dollars for a workstation, but Jeez. but I'm done with workstations. I'm interested in it. Like, <laughs> you see, that's done. the thing is, I was done with workstations years ago, and now I'm kind of like circling back around. Like, oh, it's nice having those bread and butter sounds in an offboard bit of kit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just so happy to get away from it. I don't tend to yeah. use those types of sounds that often either, though. Cause uh, like, I'm if I need an electric piano. I got a Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like if I need strings, I got some great contact libraries that. Right. 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 Well, that's that's the problem though. Right. So I think the key with one of those kinds of um, workstations is they have to find a way to make the interface so great that it makes you feel like, well, I'm really getting something else here because I mean, there's a lot of great libraries between you know, contact native instruments and, you know, Arturia and whatever else that might be out there. And I mean, yeah. in those behemoth sort of sense that everybody loves Omnisphere and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, some stiff competition from for for romplers like that nowadays and workstations. And um, I've never really been totally interested in it. But at the same time, I know somebody like uh, St. Joe, he's going to love that kind of thing. Yeah. I think he would love to have one. But, yo, uh um, $3,600 and $4,000, yo? Yeah, the price point to me is, I my, now listen, I'm going to, I'm trying to be a little bit more careful, but you know what? I'm not going to be careful because the fact of the matter is, if y'all watching this show, y'all know me. Like, <laughs> I, I speak my mind regardless of what companies I work for. I'm going to say my opinion, and my opinion is my own opinion, Okay. My opinion of the the Behringer release stuff, or not Behringer release, I'm sorry, the Roland release stuff, which I've been seeing some memes where they're swapping like like uh, Behringer is the new Roland and, and that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, like my opinion of it is like a lot of the stuff that they showed is kind of old tech in new clothing and mm-hmm. then high, like new price point of like high <laughs> premium. Like they said, like the Jupiter X is like a premium thing. But then they said, well, the ACB of the system eight was too CPU intensive. Like they said it in the interview, they said the ACB is too CPU intensive. So we put the Zen core stuff in there, which if you look at the patches, judging from what I saw in the video, and that's all I really can go off of the patches are XV80 and, you know, Integra patches that those kinds of things. Like that's what you see in there. So to me, I'm like, so you're charging a premium price for a product that is like 10 years old or like however old the, the Integra is now. And I'm like, man, that's kind of crazy. And you're saying the ACB stuff that was in the system eight was too processor intensive to do this kind of voice count. So you went with this, this, you know, 
more basic version of modeling in it, which I'm sure sounds great also, but like, yo, I, I, what the hell? What they're saying, like, because when I heard, when I saw the video and they were talking about the new technology, I'm like, well, they're still selling the ACB technology. And I know they're ditching the ACB technology. So why are they treating the ACB technology like it's almost a different brand, some other brand? Well, it is to an extent because well, Ira and Roland are two different design houses. So yeah, they, but I would listen to me. That's like, you know, if you're brothers, you have to fight in the house if you want, but don't go out on the street fighting in front of folks. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not even saying that they're fighting, but it just kind of seemed like they were kind of dismissive of the ACB technology when they talked about it in comparison to this new product that they were bringing. And it could have just been slip of tongue. Yeah, but what really was weird about it wasn't normally if it's if it's a new product, right? They would have been like, oh, well, the ACB is old tech. This is the new stuff, you know, that kind of thing. But that's not what they were saying. What they were right. saying is, is like the ACB stuff is very CPU intensive. They also said in the same thing, they were like, we haven't given up on ACB. We're still doing ACB stuff. Right. Yeah. So for other products, but they're saying that this is a premium flagship synth for them. Right. The Jupiter X. And it just got it. It, it smacked really weird to me because I'm like, OK, well, like, you know, so you're doing this Jupiter thing that's doing this synthesis, which, in my opinion, it looks like a really cool product. I'm just not interested so. at that price point yeah. for what it is. Right. But. Yeah. It's kind of like an Integra with that's a really knobby interface, which I'm cool with, you know, because the fact that you can do strings and I can layer on a Jupiter 8 sound like that's dope, you know? Yeah, that's super dope. I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I can't see myself. What is it? Fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars for for the mini is is like fifteen hundred bucks. So it's like $2, and $2, the, the big boy. Which I think isn't even gonna. I think the big boy is not supposed to re release till like April or something, mm -hmm. which is like a ways away. But that one is supposed to be like twenty six hundred bucks. Oh, hell no! Yeah, <laughs> no, that's. And, and and listen, if I'm wrong, if anybody knows any other price points in the chat, let me know. But that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad product, but for that price point. I don't see myself spending that for that. It made me um, say. But at the same time, I could see, like, I kind of dig the idea of those different uh, scents that they have in there just in a press of a button. And you know that's the thing, thing, though, is, like, my first thought when I, so I heard about it a while ago and like my first thought was, oh, it's going to be analog. And then it came and then I started seeing more stuff coming out. I was like, oh, it's not analog. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, so it's probably like really powerful processor in there. And they got ACB plus they got their Integra stuff and blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. Which keep in mind, the JDXA was basically that it had the Integra uh, synth engine in it. Plus it had analog synth engine in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I just bought one. So that's, that's, that's why I'm like, Hey, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like I bought a JDXA uh, on the cheap because they basically just dropped that product, you know? Um, but this thing, so they started talking about Juno and SH-101 and uh, Jupiter. All these different models are in there. But they also talk about like rolling cloud stuff. And, and I'm like, but I thought the rolling cloud stuff was like ACB. Like what is going on? So the marketing to me seems very dissonant. Like it doesn't quite mesh together. Like I'm trying to understand the product and I'm like, I don't fully understand what it is that they're doing yet. And that, to me, the Jupiter XM kind of looks like the joint to go for. 
Um, but nice size, nice size, and a lot of. Is it mini keys or is it not mini keys? Because I thought it was. I think they said it's not mini keys, but it's not full size keys. So some sort of in between thing. Korg did something like that with those slim keys, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's something very similar to. But that. Roland got burned when they did the system one and had those those crappy <laughs> keys on it. Like, I feel like they they keep doing things that their customer base is screaming, "Don't do this ever again!" And then they do it again. Like yeah, the customer yeah. base when the Jupiter 80 and Jupiter 50 came out, which they're really cool products on their own, but people were like, don't use that name. You're, you're ruining that name. Don't do digital Jupiter like that. Then they did yeah. system eight. Then they did this. You know what I mean? It's like, they, they keep doing it over and over again. And people were like, stop, you know, yeah. I kind of feel like they're kind of, uh, it's almost like sometimes like they throw a bunch of stuff to the wall and see what sticks and, you know, hope for the best. Um, but, you know, I can say they're going to sell a lot of all of that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's rolling. They're, like, they're going to they're gonna sell some and, stuff. And let's be, let's be, you know, honest about it. When it comes down to those uh, those different scents that are in the, the Jupiter joints, yeah. people want those and have heard the legend of them all. And you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be, like, people literally saving their money to be like, I gotta. Have, I could get that and have all those scents in one. I'll be honest with you. Like the first thing that I I saw after I saw all the specs and everything, and kind of like watched a couple videos and saw it. The first thing that went through my mind was, I just got a JDXA for Mad Sheep. Can't wait to get a System Eight for Mad Sheep. There it is. <laughs> That's true. Because I've been I wanted a System Eight at one point, and then I always kind of look at it like uh, I'm not paying that for it. But it would be really cool to have like a because they got the Polyphonic Pro Mars and all that kind of stuff on it. I mean, uh, no, uh, -uh. It, I, I don't think it. I don't think it turns any of those like ones that aren't polyphonic into polyphonic. Okay, but still, to be able to have a pro Mars. Yeah, I mean, I like the System Eight. Like I've played it a good bit. I like it. I think it's cool. You know what I mean? And and here's the thing too. I've always wanted a JP eight thousand, and a lot of people keep telling me that this is kind of like the modern JP eight thousand that without using any of the the plugouts that would come with it, like the base model System Eight feels like the updated jp8 so here here comes my biased part like the <laughs> part of me that talks about like jp8000 like the first thing you think of when you hear jp8000 is what super soft exactly yeah and dude hydrosynth <laughs> wave stack killing it <laughs> like killing it. <laughs> killing it dude yeah dude i i so yeah. i did the math the other day right because i wanted to do a video showing a unison stack of all the voices Plus all the wave stack all at once. And I was trying to figure out the math and I shot the video and I had to scrap the video because my math was wrong. I said 184 oscillators and I was way off. Mm -hmm. I went back and I redid the math the other day. It's actually, if I'm right, which if I'm right, I'm low or if I'm wrong, I'm low, but I'm pretty sure I'm right now. It's 488 oscillators. Dang. Like, and you can freely detune and spread and stereo spread that as well. So I'm like, yeah, man, it's it's pretty wild. So as far as like that that super saw sound, yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Though, Ultra saw JP eight thousand though. I don't know that I care about the super saw so much as I did. Like I, I really like the pads and strings and stuff on the JP eight thousand. Yeah, the string sounds were cool on it, but I'm just. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything that I could do on that thing that I can't do on the Hydra now, especially with the Hydra having the 
you have the you have an option in the hydrosynth. Um, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, I'll point it down here somewhere. Here's the hydrosynth. Um, in the pre effects area, you actually have a lo fi section and you can change the sample rate of the synthesizer in there. And when you do that, you can get like that old school digital sound. You can get that. You can get that like, hey, I sampled it through an old sampler sound because you can make it, you can make it run at like, Usually, if you were sampling on something like an Emacs or or something to that effect, and trying to make like a a multi-sampled patch on an Emacs or EPS, you're probably sampling around like either eight kilohertz or six kilohertz, somewhere in there, to save enough time. And you can actually put this right to that, so it it makes it sound like a vintage sampler, which is dope. Yo, I made some uh, bass patches on that and used the lo-fi uh, uh, effect on it. And, and dropped the sample rate down, and I was blown away. I was like, yo, this thing is a monster. And, and you know, I haven't even had enough time to really, truly explore it deeply, but that synthesis engine is killing things, man. Really, really a powerful synthesis engine. Super powerful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ali, you're going to need one in the studio, man. I know, man. I know. I I, I was just telling Ken, like, my birthday's coming up soon, and I'm getting real mad gas, man. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for a lot of stuff. I But, you know, I was telling him, like, I really need a Mordak so I can just see, like, what's going on with my modulation and get it tight. Yeah. Like, I think that's something, I, like, doing it by ear, okay, it's it's taking too long at this point, you know, like just to, I think visually seeing my waveforms will give me a better, it'll make my workflow quicker. Right. It, it helps out in a lot of ways. Um, one, it also can give you a frequency display, which is really, really useful. Yeah. Um, and then two, the fact that, yeah, you can, you can just dial stuff up and like, see exactly what's happening. You get a better understanding of your own patches that you're doing already. Right. So that, and you'll learn from them and right. then you can patch up faster the next time you patch up. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm really looking at is that desktop. How much is the desktop, by the way? Seven uh, yeah, seven yeah, ninety nine. That, that ain't much. Yeah. yeah the desktop is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you decide to get a keyboard later, you can probably stack them for 16 voices. No, nah, I mean, I don't need another keyboard. I got my virus back there. So my yeah, virus. But this, yeah, but that virus isn't polyphonic aftertouch with a full length ribbon controller. <laughs> I don't need all that bells and whistles, that, bro. That sends, hold on, hold on. That sends that sends CV, so you could use oh, it all as a CV controller true, for your true. modular. True, true. But yeah. you know, I, I'm trying not to, you know, go overboard. I want to keep, I want to keep my setup simple because I felt like when I had all of this plethora of stuff, right. It was so much that it's like, all right, where am I gonna go? When I'm limited, when I got my stuff, well, I, got, I gotta down. tell you, when you say I'm trying not to go overboard, and I know that just to your right is like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally see the octopus of wires poking out. The <laughs> right, right. You no, know, I know what you mean with with a bunch of scents and and other hardware like that. I yeah, I mean, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Yeah. It's inevitable. You're gonna go overboard because that's the kind of people we are. But um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for for now, I just want to keep it simple. But definitely, uh, hydrosynth is definitely on my radar. But because because it's a eight ninety nine type of thing, right? I'm like, hmm, 
I could get three or four modules. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm kind of in that balancing act right now. So what I'm going to probably do is be like, hey, babe, my Christmas present. Yeah, word, word. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, I like what you've been doing with the, with the, uh, the novation joint too, yo. Yeah, I'm man. A couple of your vids. Man, it's this thing is a really, really flexible thing, yo. At the end of the day, for three hundred and fifty dollars, man. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's it's pretty dope, man. Like, just to be able to be. Go ahead. It's the Novation. Which, what is it again? The, this um, is the circuit, and then over here is the uh, mono station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be able to go on a road and, like, on a 15-minute road trip, have a quick thing that'll power on with batteries. And, and a yeah. speaker built in. That's what I like. Yeah, but, I mean, this honestly, the speaker sucks, right? But it, it does, but it's dope for when you're sitting on your – you sit it on your lap and just kind of noodle. Yeah, I yeah. really like that. But you're not getting that full thump, right? So I usually do it with my headphones. But yeah. I mean, dude, you can get that off-grid mod bap type swing on this thing. Like, and that's a new update too. Yeah, yeah the, the off-grid I mean, stuff. It's totally off-grid. Like, if you play it super sloppy, it will play it back super sloppy. That's what's up. And that's yeah. the to do that because when I did the review, I was like, yeah, we need to loosen that up a little bit. But you know what was cool is mm -hmm. that I noticed that. There's a couple people that were well known for using an SP404. Yeah, that they did like the sample flip update on that joint. A couple of those dudes start using that almost exclusively. Yeah, because it was kind of like you get some of the flexibility of the 404 with a wonky sort of sequencer. Uh, but then that sequencer is a little more flexible than the 404. Right. And then on top of that, you get a synth inside of it also. Yeah. Two synths. You know I mean? Two synths. So. Yep. Yeah, that's that was that's a pretty good uh, value. Right the now. other thing about that circuit um, that not everybody seems to know is the circuit is actually one of my personal favorite synthesizer engines. It's the it's the Ultra Nova, like yeah, that yeah. that engine that's in there is actually the Ultra Nova engine, and I I love my Ultra Nova. I still use it to this day. Like I love the Ultra Nova. Yeah, it sounds really dope. Um, I've been making patches and being surprised. Like, man, this is you know it. Some really nice stuff coming out of this. Um, yeah, and just just the ability. Okay, so you got two synth voices, right? So when this thing is by itself, you only get two synth voices, right? So you got you got four drum drum lanes and then two synth lanes, right? So sometimes it's like, all right, you're using two synths and you want some bass, right? But then you can just as long as it's in uh, poly mode, you can just go down two octaves and play a bass under on that same track under what, you know, that high melody that yeah. you played. So you're getting polyphonic too. too. Yeah. Right. So, and then what you can do is just switch your patterns out. So you'll have one pattern with the bass and the high in there, and then one pattern with the high, and then another pattern with just the bass. And that yeah, gives right. you the ability to switch them in and out and create your song. So, there, I mean, you can come up with a full composition on this thing. It's just a little, a couple tricks that you have to you learn to use. And honestly, my son can turn this thing on and use it and make a beat. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. It's, so yeah. I want to I want to ask you about one other thing um, for KnobCon to go look for is go look for 4MS because I think they're there. They are there. I just talked to them. Yeah, I wanna uh, I wanna know what they're up to because I think they got there's their new sample player thing. 
Oh, I don't know, but I know they had the. Um, I'll check, but I know they had the um, format spherical wavetable navigator pretty prominently. Um, yeah, they just came they, out. You have one of those, right? Yeah, I have one, and it, it's pretty damn amazing. I was just telling them about how, uh, um, and I was just listening to some beats that I made with it. But I was just telling them about how I was running it through the coupons, uh -huh. the the um, the octave down pretty low. And ran it through the Q-Pass and dropped the, the filter down, raised the resonance on the Q-Pass. And yo, the bass that came out of there. And and I've done that. I've used the beats that I made with it that I used that bass. I've actually rocked that show, uh, that live set at the Troubadour and at Noisebug. And I swear to you, the rumble that comes out of them speakers hmm. when that part of the composition comes up. And I had to let them know. I was like, yo, I don't know if y'all realize, but... When I throw this spherical wavetable navigator through a really dope filter like Cupaz and drop the filter down and raise the resonance up a little bit, it rumbles everything. It's like yeah. it's pretty incredible and really unexpected. <laughs> and they, you know, they were like, "Yeah, we love to do that." <laughs> the um another company that that I'm really interested in uh, that I saw they got some new stuff is uh, WMD has a new kick drum called the Crater. Yeah, yeah. Have you I seen that? It up. Yeah, it, I'm trusting you to get your butt over there and check that out for me because I'm super interested in all their their new drum modules. I think they're killing drums right now, man. Yeah. Like they, they got the crater. Um, what's that? Uh, was it fracture? Yeah, that's that's the like percussion type thing. Or the dude, that thing looks so dope, man. I, I gotta get those in my rack, man. Like for real, man. I'm just, I'm just counting down my days until i start my drum rig man um I, you know it's it's kind of hard because i'm an mpc guy but i really want to be able to you can sequence save. it from your mp no i know i can i just you know i think my i think my first thing is going to be like the ssf entity bass drum because that that's put out some dope 808s and that's, that's up there for me too man like the the entity is is really really high on my list right now fracture i need that um the crater i'm really in i love i love kick drums in modular but uh i was actually talking to steve uh again for those that are just coming in here steve ethereal sun's in here and i was just talking to him today about the fact that like my drum rack which is you see the system one um, that's actually my drum rack. The, the first two rows are all drums and, and a couple mixers and effects, but, uh, that rack is actually kind of falling apart and, uh, he built my main big rack here. So I was talking to him about, uh, for my next rack, I, I need to decide, do I want to do two small racks, one for my drums and one for my other stuff, or do I want to put it all into one rig? Um, so yeah, that's, that's something that I'm heavily considering right now is how i'm going to go about my next rack but it'll be with ethereal sun for sure i also want to get over to uh alm uh what do they got the, oh they got the, the, the sampler thing sampler. Which, yeah. that's spelled all funky yeah the squid yeah. sampler uh yeah exactly i want to check it out so here's what's funny there's a reason i was late to this because i stopped at their booth and this steve had to be like ain't your podcast starting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely got to kind of make my rounds tomorrow. I don't How late are they open? I got to check and Five see that. Months. Yeah, so they, I got to make my rounds tomorrow. And, um, no no, late, no late night for you. That's, nah, that's the secret. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to get some rest tonight so I can be in here crack a dawn early and get crack some video. Noon, yeah, crack a noon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, they had, I, the two things I, I liked, uh, Ken, was uh, the novation. I watched, they had a lecture on the, their uh, summit, so mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, I, I really need to check out a summit, like, badly. Um sounded really sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the number one synth on my list to grab right now. Um, I'll probably end up with one of those maybe like early next year. I have a feeling like there, there's just a lot about that synthesizer that I like. So I have a feeling that I will probably end up grabbing a, a, a summit. And it's funny because when the, when the Hydra synth got announced, you know, I'm posting up videos and I'm, you know, cause I was, you know, very invested in that project. I mean, and again, just to let people know, like some of the filters that are in my actual Eurorack are the filters that were used to model inside of the Hydrosynth. Like, so I'm deeply involved in that project. And, uh, but a lot of people seem to keep comparing it to the summit. And I'm like, they're really pretty heavily different products, but there's no reason not to have both. <laughs> like I, I, I want one, man. I want Unless, that, and I want that modal too, that, that Argon 8. Yeah. That thing looks dope. You hey, know? Look okay, that's here. That's yeah, here. Yeah, so I got to stop by there too. Yeah. Ken, do you have that Arturia uh, one that ha- has like the solid keys on it? Which uh, one? It, called? Uh, it has like some. The Matrix Group? No, not that one. It's like the teeny one. The Mini Brute? The the that has solid key. Oh, the micro freak. Well, yeah, the micro freak. Yeah, yeah. how is that thing? I keep seeing it everywhere. How do you like that thing? I was involved in that project as well. So again, biased. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I did uh, a lot of testing and sound design for this as well. So a lot of my patches are in this when you pick it up. Yeah. But um, no, it's actually really great. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was really scared about um. I was really scared about how this was going to end up because mm-hmm. the touch plate keyboard was like something that they had never done before. And it was like, there was a lot of tweaking and refinement that had to be done. So like right up until like the last few firmwares before it released, I was like, Oh, is this going to, you know, is it going to be great or what? Right. And luckily they nailed it, man. Like it's really cool. And it's super fun is the main thing. Like it's just stupid fun to create presets on it. I haven't heard anything but good things about the micro freak from people who have it. Um, and I, I talk about like the curiosity of people that don't have it, but everyone that I've seen that has it absolutely loves it and thinks it's uh, a much greater value than what people would think it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I got nothing but good things to say about that. I've, I've definitely played it and it's come a long way even since I've played it. So, yeah. Maybe I need to go ahead and bring my old dusty keyboard stand back over and start filling it back up. Oh, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it was a breath of fresh air to sell all my keyboards, actually. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm kind of going through a, a fixed architecture existential crisis myself because I think I'm selling a lot of the keyboards that I've had for a long time because... I really do not swivel my chair around and mess with the things that's behind me. And I don't think that's a matter of reorganizing my my space. I just kind of think that I've been so into modular and so into experimentation. And then the newer things that come through tend to get more play and, you know, when new stuff comes through. So I don't know. Yeah. Selling some stuff 
because I got some stuff to get on the road. You know, me, me and you, Ali, some of the stuff that's being worked on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to fund a couple things. Too. Yeah, I hear that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, let me see. There was. Bafaco also made it over Manu from uh, came over from Spain. So I mean, not that they have anything new, but for me personally, I built uh, the little uh, the BF twenty two filter. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get it to work right. Thought maybe I put the chips in there. So I had him check it out. He fixed it up for me. He says, "No, no, you're fine." He just had to, I had over uh, adjusted and tweaked the, the the filter cutoff. So he's like, "Sound is sweet now." So just nice. good to see new people coming over. And, so they've been trying to come over for about four years and stuff. They're doing some of the DIY. they got three or four of them, I think, over the weekend and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that's really dope. They're doing DIY workshops, uh, which they I think they've always done that, but they have a, a they have more, I think, than, they, than they've ever had. So there's... Uh, Mickey from Delp Turner. Yeah, Milky, Mickey from Delp is doing a couple of them or one of them. One or, of them. Yeah. I think Papak was doing three. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, Corey. You do yeah. me a favor when you go see uh, Mickey, just mm-hmm. grab him up and talk to him about that that CV to MIDI again. Okay. <laughs> I keep I keep I'll, bugging him about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll talk to him about it. I'll Don't talk like, to him. You grab him up. <laughs> I gotta grab him up. Yeah, you gotta grab. You gotta get aggressive. He's from Philly, right. so you gotta you gotta get aggressive. Okay. Well. You know, that probably won't play well. I don't like the cops. <laughs> <laughs> right. He'll be like, B-Boy Tech went wild. I just started trying to beat up synth manufacturers. Right. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to pick him upside down and shake a module out of him. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, beat people for real. Yeah, beat people for real. <laughs> Oh man, like, oh man. Corey moved back home to Chicago because he had to serve some time in Cook County Jail. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh actually we're gonna I'm gonna get back over here and yep. see, but and um you know y'all keep it going or whatever. Oh hey, by the way, make sure you post some of those uh those sets and stuff to your Instagram. People are asking about them. Oh, cool. I will. I will actually. I may be doing something tonight, but I'm gonna do something on Monday night too. And I got somebody. I had a, um, a homeboy of mine who I know graduated from Columbia College Chicago doing film, and I had him stop by the the beat set at 606 uh, Records, and so he filmed the whole thing. He was doing a lot of B roll. He recorded the audio and everything, and so he's editing it up. So once that's done, you know that'll be available for everybody to see as well. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. Cool. All right, Corey, man. Hey, listen, you be safe. Steve, thanks so much for coming on. And I hope you enjoy KnobCon in a leisure capacity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> just make sure you walk around telling everybody like, hey, my cases are dope. Oh, I've, I've been doing that for him. Like I got a picture pulled up. Where I'm like, hey, this is Steve. He did this case. That's right. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that Steve did do Corey's case as well. So if you look yeah. on Instagram and you see Corey's case, that's also his his handiwork. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. No doubt. As a matter of fact, I'm probably gonna do a repost of that case. So just to remind people how dope the case is. Yeah. Uh, and and just so you know, Ken, uh, Glenn told. I feel like you you've. Uh, ruined Glenn because he told me that your case is better than mine's and I don't like that kind of thing. <laughs> <He was hard. laughs> so, hey, I just want to say thank you both. You guys have been you're, you're really part of the reason I maybe the main reason I got involved with this, you know, 
after watching, like, I think everybody watches I Dream of Wires, and then I was just like, let me Google this thing. I'm like, who's this Ken guy? It's like, Corey's like, started watching the show. I was just like, that's how I learned about NAPCAN and that first year it came, and the rest is kind of history, as we say. So, well, I'll tell you what, the first year at NOBCON is when I saw your cases, too. And I was like, what? He's got hammered copper rails? Like, that's crazy looking. So, I said, can you do them in green? Got it done, man. Green, man. Got him done, man. Dude, it looks stunning, man. I'll tell you what. I'm so happy with this case. Man, everybody who sees it, they're like, man, that case is amazing. And you know what? That's yeah. saying something, considering the fact that I had him do green rails and most people can't stand green. And everybody looks at it and they're like, that case is amazing looking. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's beautiful. And it's, uh, yeah, no, happy to do it. Well, yeah, you you know, you also, that I think that's amazing. Like, I don't think everybody can't stand green. I think people are shocked by the Ken Green. Right. You should just go ahead and copyright a green because I should, man. It fucks with it green. Right. I was just happy to nail the color. Yeah. Yeah, and you did too. Like, I mean, dead on first try too. Like it, it was like as soon as he sent it out to me, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly it. Like this is perfect. Yeah. So I couldn't That's be more happy with it. plus under black light, it looks nuts. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, it glows like super bright under blacklight. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's sweet. All right, well, look, Corey, why don't you guys get out there, have some fun, um, be nice to uh, Dom and the ASM crew, and uh, okay. yeah, yeah, man, ha have I a great like evening. Dom's having the time of his life, man, because everybody is so like looking to check out the uh, the the high percent, and you know, I mean, I think it's a it's a cool moment for him and Glenn to kind of see the attention that it's getting, and uh, yeah, we we um. We were um, actually we went to dinner the other night. Before I get out, we went to dinner the other night. Uh, it was me, Glenn, and Dom, and uh, Justin from uh, Southern um, South Coast, whatever Sense Society. I can't think of it right now. And uh, it was a few of us, and also uh, Daniel from Sweetwater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Daniel Fisher. Yeah, Daniel yeah, Fisher, and we were all there. And uh, it was cool to, to um, have him there. And he was talking about, he was literally walking around the show with a hydrocent under his arm the whole time. <laughs> yeah, with the, with, the mod, with the desktop. Who was doing that? Uh, Daniel Fisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He was yeah. wearing his Harley Davidson shirt, which colors match like the same ASM colors. Yeah. So it's, uh, just, oh, that's awesome. Just like walking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I honestly, I haven't. And this is just my observation and my opinion because I know they sell everything and everything, but I feel like I haven't seen this kind of enthusiasm from him with a sense besides Mold One. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's just, you know, he just seems like he's having that much fun with it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, we're going to get back over here and uh, try to catch a few more people. I want to go uh, mess with the squid sound alert. And, uh, yeah, that was also uh, I saw a little bit of that. And, uh, yeah. That was one of the lectures, so it was, kind of, it was pretty cool. Oh, the squid family. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. I hate I missed that. Yeah. I should have went and got some sleep last night, so I could have been here for that. Um, so word, man. Yeah, um, I'm out. All, All right. right, man. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Hey, Ali. Yo. What uh, what you got a plug right now? I've been watch. I've been watching your uh Instagram too, which. Yeah. Tell the people your Instagram because you've been doing some serious mob battle in there. Yeah, my Instagram is uh, at Ali dot the dot architect. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it in the chat. Um, yeah, that's my Instagram. But yeah, oh, what you saying? What I got going on here? Or what you talking about? In general, uh, nothing much, man. My homeboy's about to come up. We about to get some double rack bap going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my homie uh, Zach, he uh, he come through comes through it like every other week or something, and we just. Uh, he brings his rig out with him and we set our shit up and just start going at it and see what we come up with. Um, nice. Almost every single session we have, we end up with something pretty cool. So I'm excited. He's coming out tonight. We're going to have a few beers and just kick it, man. Have some fun. Uh, you know, just do some experimenting with the modular, man. That's all. That's all I'm really about now. You know, that's why I said, like, I'm so glad I sold all my keyboards and all of that stuff because it's like, this is what's fun to me now. Like, I don't want to menu dive. I don't want to do all of that stuff. I mean, it's cool. I'll, I'm sure I'll get back to it one day, but I'm about this modular stuff right now, man. You yeah, know? man. I, yeah. Feel, I feel that, you know? Um, yeah, we're going to have to get up sometime again soon. So, yeah. Because I, I did manage to get down your way for the uh, Chuck Levin's event, which was yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, man, just let me know. I'll drive out there. I, I know we're only like an hour yeah we're not that far yeah it's not that far so yeah we'll we'll definitely link up and just have a jam session yeah i'm uh after this i think what i'm gonna do so hydrosynth has been my main focus for like the last year so i've been been grinding heavy on it that's why i've been a little bit slower on my sound packs that's why i've been slower on a lot of different things but now that that project's pretty much in the can it's almost in the can um yeah, now I've got I got some other projects in the works. Um, Matrix Brute Beta is happening now. So mm-hmm. people that have a Matrix Brute and are excited about uh, seeing an update for the Matrix Brute, it is on the way. It'll be it'll be out, you know, in the near future. So be aware of that. Um, I'm doing a I'm going to do a video series on the Delta Sep A from Radical. And I will say this. I don't want to do it half ass. And that module is way deeper than it looks. So um, I'll probably do a bunch of Instagram stuff first, like of me kind of learning it and getting, you know, really getting the feel of it. Um, But it'll probably be if I had to guess, I'd say it's going to be at least three weeks before I do a a full deep dive video where I really get into it. Right. Um, I'm still going to be doing more on the uh, I got that um, MOK. wave razor that oscillator i'm still doing more on that because that thing's so deep that it's right. like every time i turn it on i learn something Yo, the stuff that i heard you coming out of with that thing it was crazy man and then you were moving your finger across the screen and changing yeah that was pretty dope man yeah that thing is it, that thing is wild so i'm still yeah. i'm still working on that and uh yeah man so i got a lot of stuff going today uh i actually been i've been chomping at the bit to do this so i got my ipad out and I'm and I have a dedicated audio interface, and I'm hooking it up. So I'm gonna have, uh, you know, Eventide just released uh, the the Black Hole Reverb onto iOS. So mm-hmm. like you know how like you could have an H9 and then control it from iOS. Well, now it's actually in iOS. So all you need is a class compliant USB interface. Plug your gear into it and run that, and you've it's like kind of like having a Eventide space you know, yeah, right there on your iPad. So I'm going to be doing some experiments with that, with my modular uh, tonight. I've been chomping at the bit to do this. So, cause they got that, they got the, uh, the multi-tap delay joint and they got the, um, the micro pitch. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with some uh, you know that app AUM. Mm-hmm. So AUM, I'm gonna I'm gonna do different like chains of them and uh, and kind right. of, like I did a little bit on my phone messing with it, which was really cool too because it'll run on phone. Um, but I wanted to put it on my iPad to just kind of get uh, get used to that. So yeah. it's pretty cool. I feel you. Yeah, man. I'm just gonna be messing around, like I said, with the homie today. Probably like just uh, diving a little deeper into uh, Intelligel scales. Like I just got it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You just picked yeah. it up the other day, right? Yeah, I just picked it up the other day. Um, I'm gonna be doing a how I use it on Grand Terminal soon, and probably do an update for scales also. Um, that reminds me. Look at this. What you got? New module for Ken. Check this out. You ready? Yep. I just bought this. And uh colorful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. An endorphin shuttle control. Yeah, that's nice. That so be, I gotta figure out where I'm gonna put it. <laughs> that would be dope for my travel rig, man. That well, so I've I've been trying to think of like how exactly I want to use it. I needed another power supply, and it acts as a power supply. And I needed uh, ultra tap delays the even tie joint. Thanks, Star. Um, so I needed another power supply, and I really wanted something that would let me use my USB controllers and iPad apps and stuff in a more fluid way. Right. And that's what this does. So um, I figured I found one on Reverb for cheap. I think it was like three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Let me hop on that because that, that could be pretty dope." So. Um, I'm really interested to figure this out, but I gotta, I gotta figure out where I'm gonna put it in my in my rack setup yet, because I kind of want to do like a small case that has right. just this and maybe a couple other modules and be good to go, and yeah. then run like the Lemur app, and like have the Lemur app all coming out of that. Word, I feel you. So that'll be cool, man. That that was definitely a good buy right there, because that thing, I mean, it just does so much. So and then yeah. you know what? it's eight channels of of uh, gate and. 16 jeez. 16 outs on it man and it does usb hosting so it's like you can plug a usb keyboard directly into it yeah and host it. yeah like that's crazy so mm-hmm. and it's and it's a power supply the power supply is not crazy powerful it's about i want to say it's it's about what a tip top uh micro zeus is mm-hmm. it's about that powerful so um yeah, so I got to kind of plan what I'm doing with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, that's what's up, man. You 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 making any music lately or Well, I've been finishing sound design. So I did yeah. I did about 60 patches for the Hydrosynth. Um and that was uh that just got finalized. Um and I'm also like it's a little bit premature to even say it cuz the synth isn't out, but I'm definitely doing some extra banks that I'm going to release as well. Uh, for the hydrosynth just because it's a pleasure to work on like it's so much fun creating patches on it that when i do that i did the same with um the matrix brute which i still need to release those patches i got like 60 patches that i haven't released yet that i've been planning to do that with but uh so i'm doing that my pack for the circuit's almost done so i'll be sending that over to novation soon and uh, nice we'll be uh we'll be releasing that um yeah man i'm just gonna after tonight, I'll probably make some music with the homie. Once he leaves, I'll probably make a couple more extra patches for the circuit and just see where I want to go and then start getting these beats uh, together and making this video. But, uh, yeah, I'm almost done with that, man. And uh, Yeah, I have an EP 
I have an EP's worth of stuff that is pretty much done. I just need to kind of finish mixing it and that sort of thing, which yeah. I'm probably going to send it over to steel and have him mix it because yeah, I, I'm, I might have to ask steel to mix my stuff because I literally have eight months of music that's unmixed. Yeah. Yeah. Like daily. So and um, I, I trust, I trust his one. ear. I like, I like his aesthetic when he mixes. So I'll probably do that. Um, and yeah, but, but I'm not, sh I'm not like in a rush to release it. But it's done. Like it's, yeah. it's sitting there. I want to like, have something by the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. have something because a lot of people are asking me like, where can they hear my stuff and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, I'm making so much. Like every day I come home and it's like I don't want to freaking mix. I want to make something new. You know what I mean? And I've been doing this for the last eight months. Like new, 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 new. So I really have to just like slow down a little bit and get this stuff mixed. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm doing some stuff, some side project stuff in your area too. That's okay. uh, that's not even hip hop or mod bap. Um, yeah. So it went with an indie group out there. So um, if, if people want to check out um, Anarchist Drum Machine, and if they want to check out West Western, um, we're we're doing some, we're gonna be doing some weird stuff uh, pretty soon. But uh, cool. yeah, so that's that's kind of like really under the radar. Hell so, yeah. All right. Well, look, man, you have a great night and get to it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. And like I said, on Instagram at Flux302, on Instagram, Ali.the.architect. Yep. Nice long Instagram tag. <laughs> but I'm no, it's easy you. enough to find them. It's easy enough yeah. to find them. Yeah. So, all right. Peace. All right. I'll leave you all out with this.